I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to a podcast where we watch basketball and then discuss it in the English language live from the mecca of basketball, Auckland, New Zealand, in separate houses, social distancing. My name is Guy Williams. Joining me is my brother who's... um, uh, launching his own TV show this week. It's Paul Williams. Hello. And uh, also um, a man who um, moved his computer monitor uh, 50 millimeters today in a DIY job. It's uh, JT. Nah, five millimeters. I don't, I don't want... Don't get it twisted. Wait. <laughs> no, you cre- I said five millimeters, and you told me it was fifty millimeters. Now you're going back to five millimeters. No, nah, but I, I had, I corrected myself. It was just a measurement. It was just a conversion issue. It so, was. Always, so, it's always been five millimeters. Okay, what? How do you have a conversion issue? What are you moving the monitor? What? What? What unit are you dealing in normally? Well, not bloody. Um, God, I can't. What's a famous mathematician? Pythagoras. Yeah, I'm not bloody Pythagoras. I'm just trying to convert things <laughs> on the fly. I deal with I deal in centimeters um, historically, but um, in the like most tradies deal uh, deal in millimeters. Okay, I'm, so, more, I'm just like stepping into that world from time to time. But, but you know, five millimeters is just half a centimeter. Like that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, oh, well, I mean, this is. I don't think to, well, I'd come on this podcast to be ridiculed for my poor conversion. It's not even conversion because it's the same. Dis- it's the same system. Right. Okay. What do you do if you if I said to you if you gave me a me- if you gave me um, measurements in millimeters and I was like oh could I get these in centimeters and you were like okay I'll just that for you what would the what would the word you'd use be? Uh, take the zero off the um, end. Well, then you're an overly verbose person and you should just use the word convert. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um... Glad to hear your monitor's been moved five, five millimetres. That's weird. That's looking good. Further improvements are impending, though. <laughs> well, glad to hear your setup's going well. Um, let's get into the basketball. It's time for Advanced Analytics. Houston is gone. Toronto is gone. Oh, We're heading I, oh, to the sec- I, I, I didn't even get a chance to say I haven't seen today's game. <laughs> oh, get effed. No, get why did- effed, you ridiculous person. Is that a gag? No. Well, I thought we'd... I didn't know we'd just start by saying the result of today's <laughs> game. Of course you do. We've just watched the game, have- Paul. That was the whole... We have a 930 spoiler cut off we know we literally scheduled this podcast we literally scheduled this podcast to be straight after today's game that we talked about it last night paul i'm usually always on your side but this is the one time i'm not well yeah i was just busy all all day i don't know why we did such an early record but okay well because we we want to get it out there we want to get it out there to the people we we discussed this like anyway um you you, it's a terrible game game today it's not worth watching what'd you say was it a good game 
No, terrible. I just said terrible. I know, Absolutely I know. But shocking. I asked the question before you said it, and then you said what? So okay, J- JT, spoil it for Paul. Um, roughly what happened today? Uh, huge, um, huge mere call for, I also didn't see the game today, but I at least know the score. I at least did the, I was at least had the respect enough for the podcast to look up the score. I, um, I, I, I watched most of it. Uh, Lakers went out to a huge lead in the first quarter. Rockets got it within 10 a couple of times. And basically it was just a, a dis- destruction all the way through. And to be honest, I'm glad. I love the Rockets. They've been a great laugh. They've been um, an entertaining discussion topic, but finally they are gone. RIP to the Rockets. Thank you for the memories. But um, it's good. I'm glad they've been eliminated now so they can't be like, oh, if Westbrook was fully healthy or if such and such and such and such was right or Daniel House was there, they might have won. They've been like basically destroyed by the Lakers and um, and proven that the, you know their team this year hasn't worked and you know really – Sean's very um, uh, unfavorably on their superstar and highest paid players, um, James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I disagree with a lot in that. Okay, well, hit me. So I think Daniel House would have made a huge difference. The fir- So, yeah, admittedly, I have not watched the game today, but the first, what, four games, the Rockets were leading through three quarters? They should There's have gone two- 2-0 for sure. Yeah. Daniel House and Russell Westbrook are the. That's what costs the Rockets. They they've got the they've got it right. They they're right, and the only way the way the Lakers even kept up with them was by playing small ball as well. This is a spicy hot take. You just realise the Rockets have just been crushed four games in a row to get right. a gentleman's sweep. So, but if you put Westbrook playing thirty minutes on the Lakers and you force him to play 30, 35 minutes, and you take away what the Lakers like maybe third best defender and third best shooter. So who's that? Probably Danny Green in these days. These day? Oh no, he's probably a better defender. So uh, Morris, R- Rondo. Nah, Morris so, is no good. So you Kuzma? take away. You take Kuzma? away. I reckon even let's just give them Morris. You so say you take away Morris and make them play uh, Westbrook for thirty-five minutes. The Rockets win. No, that's that's, that's Paul? insane. Big mouth, Paul. Oh, yeah, Paul agree. hates Westbrook, so no, but... you know he's going to say it. that. That's that's an no, insane but... take. Um, don't get me wrong; I think Westbrook's done a terrible job this series and has been a um, big problem for his team. But like, you add him to that Lakers team, and th- you don't remember they're not a three-point shooting specialist small ball team. Like he he would fit into that system quite well in the he same way that five percent on the season on the series from three. On five point. You've got to remember he was coming game. back from injury and coming back from Corona. No, no, you're the one who says don't stop making excuses for him. He he couldn't shoot well, ever. No, 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 no. I, I, what I was trying to say in terms of stop making excuses is every year the the Rockets lose and people go, oh, if only D'Antoni and Harden had this. If only D'Antoni and Harden had this. And I'm saying this year they've finally been like squashed like they got squashed last year like they should have been squashed the year before but people like chris paul rolled his ankle or whatever and you guys are still saying what if what if i I agree about harden well but what i'm saying is you're not uh, them losing doesn't disprove dan tony it just like shows that maury sort of fucked up the roster creation 
and shouldn't have given in to James Harden. They definitely, um, they definitely didn't have as good a team as as the Lakers. And um, I mean, should we start with the Lakers and go? What a fantastic defense! Absolutely locking down the Rockets for about three games now. And would we say the Lakers are possibly looking like the hottest team in the NBA right now again? Nah, Lakers are still fool's gold. I'm, I'm saying it. Nah, I'm hot on the Lakers. Who, Paul? Who, who do you, th- who do you think is the hottest team in the NBA right now? Uh, hottest team in the NBA right now. Who's your favorite? Who, 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 who looking, watching right now? Who, 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 who you're liking for the championship? Um, it's quite tough, but I like the East. I like the Celtics. All right. Wow, didn't see that um, coming at all. Yeah, I, I, I would say that probably Lakers are, are favourites right now. I've, I've always picked the Clippers all year, and I'd say whoever comes out of the West is probably the favourite. I'm really looking forward to that. But, Paul, before we get there, I've got to ask you this. You hate Russell Westbrook with a passion. Yeah. But you also hate LeBron James with a passion. In yeah. this series, Lakers versus Rockets, oh, who are you rooting for? Rockets, easily. Rockets with but you but you 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 rooting for the Rockets but you 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 want to blame Westbrook that's what there's that's where you're at. Uh, no, I just think I think they could have won the series. Uh, How? So game, well, game two was a hundred percent on Westbrook. I don't think that's a me take. I think that's everyone's take. A thousand percent. And he had a he had a bad he had a bad fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he had a good any quarter. Did he? What quarter was good? Uh, wasn't he good? He was good in the five, third quarter, wasn't he? Westbrook, like, didn't he help them he like fight their, a, their comeback in that game? He he shot five and a half threes a game at twenty five percent. Like, give those five threes, take him off the court. Even Ben Mclemore, he's at least shooting nearly forty percent on three point two. Like, it's just crazy. He, the turnover do you not, do you and the threes bit, he shot are just like in a playoff game. You just can't have that. Overall, though, he had he had a pretty decent season, and at some points was even looking like the best player on the Rockets. Like, do you not do you not think that coming back from injury and coronavirus was maybe a little bit? You give him nah, a bit of sympathy nah. there. It's just the regular season. I'm I'm fully bought in now. Of that, the regular season, the playoffs are just two different games. Let me. I'm going to read you a list here, um, guy, and you tell me if you expect some that Dan and Tony should win with these list of these names. And by the way, well, I've just looked up this list. Daniel House, second best shooter for the Rockets in the playoffs. So LeBron's got a lot of explaining to do. Right, here's some Whoa, names. Re- rewind, rewind two seconds. People don't understand what you're getting at there. What you're getting at there is you reckon Daniel House got kicked out of the bubble because he had an illicit affair breaking NBA protocol. And the reason he got caught was because... Well, this isn't my theory, to be clear, but there is a theory swirling that LeBron snitched on no. um, Daniel House. <laughs> Where did you get this theory from? I got it from a guy on Twitter who had um, done some like research of the very first accounts that had been tweeting about Daniel House. And this is like way before Woj or Sham. Like, no one had mentioned it. And a couple of the tweet- Twitter accounts are like a known um, acquaintances of LeBron. And you reckon you reckon um, you reckon LeBron James? Uh, so you reckon LeBron James brought down the Rockets with Daniel House? Daniel House was that important to the Rockets? I'm not look. Okay, I'm not. I'm not sold. It was LeBron. I'm currently looking at a framed photo of LeBron. Now I don't want to say a bad word, 
So I'm just saying, it's an interesting theory, but I am convinced that Daniel House would have made a huge difference. Yeah. They they did seem to get pretty compre- comprehensively destroyed in those last three games, though, did they not? Yeah, and well, anyway, that goes back to my other point, the reason I brought this up. Now, I'm just going to give you a few names, okay? Okay. Okay, yeah, minutes played. Right. Ben McLemore. Yes. Okay. Hang on a second. Oh, what? Sorry, can I come back to this amazing... Um, what? Hang on, hang on, okay. I'm excited for your no, no, I'm, you, okay, I'm, you I'm back. Doing, I'm, I have the stats I'm in back. front of me. Okay. I'm back, I'm back. Okay. Jeff Green. Yes. Aust- Austin Rivers. Yes. Ben McLemore. Yes. Jeff Green. Did I already say Jeff Green? Yeah, yeah you did. That was okay. your first name. Okay, Austin, Austin Rivers. Yes. Right, does that sound like a championship winning team to you? No. Right, and I just don't think I don't think James Harden plus PJ Tucker and Eric Gordon and Robert Covington can win with like zero help. But what if you read out the Lakers team and you're like Alex Caruso, Rajon Rondo, um, Kyle Kuzma? Like, would that but, is that very but, good either? No, nah, because I'd go okay. So James, so in a rocket system, James Harden is greater than LeBron, right? So that's one nil to the Rockets. No, and, no, no, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. James Harden's better than LeBron. In the Rocket system, purely, I'm just saying, for their position in the Rocket system, okay. James Harden's better. Okay. Anthony Davis is better than PJ Tucker in any in any scheme. Your if system, you play, yeah. yeah, any system, right? And then you get yeah. to er, then you get to Eric Gordon, and you're down to Danny Green, and it's probably Eric. You'd probably say Eric Gordon if he was like playing at all decent. Definitely a lot better than Danny Green. Right. Then you go Robert Covington. Well, okay, so I'll give that. So Robert it's 2 Covington one to the Rockets. Elite. Yeah, so this Robert... Is, this is insane. This right. is insane. So you're, you're saying... Hear me out. Like the... Now, hear yeah. me out. So, so the first side, but four of the... So it's probably 3-1 on the top four. Right. Hmm. And then from there on out, it's Lakers win every matchup. And then, but then the problem is, Westbrook is like the worst player for the... For the um, uh, for the um, rocket system, right? He's the worst player, but he gets like the third most minutes. Okay. So, uh, what I'm saying is, it's not Dan and Tony's fault. Small ball works, and the Lakers only beat it by going smaller. The end. Okay. R.I.P. Well, well, well reasoned. I, I, it's always a good sign when you're arguing your basketball points when you line up players and compare them head to head. Something we do on this podcast quite a lot. Um, and I definitely agree that when the t- when the tournament started, um, uh, you you definitely look on paper and go the Lakers have more talent. I mean, partly just because Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you've got to take them over basically any other teams in the in the league's big two. Um, can I just turn it to Harden for a second because I know Westbrook deserves a lot of the blame, but can we be a bit harsher on Harden as well for maybe? just kind of lacking kind of any sort of real playoffs, get up and go, you know, like if you're going to go, can the Rockets win the series? You'd say they're the outsider's chance. I'm rooting for them. But to do that, Harden's going to have to score 40 plus a game and Westbrook is going to have to be like kind of efficient. And Westbrook obviously failed at that job of being kind of efficient. But I think also Harden, like he does every playoffs, maybe didn't live up to like his regular season heroics. And as this is kind of like a regular thing. 
Yeah, he flopped. I don't know. 30 points on 50% shooting seems fine. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me, actually. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Did anyone else watch the games? Did anyone watch him just like I did. I slowly walk around the court um, when he couldn't get fouls, just throwing up trash layups? Did anyone else watch him just shovel the ball out of double teams and then just stand there about three metres outside the um, three-point line, not even in spot-up position? Like, you've got to be a bit down on that, don't you? Yeah, well, my theory is James Harden should average 50 points. Like, in the right system, again... I don't. So I don't blame Westbrook for being wrong for the system. It's all Daryl Morey's fault. But anyway, so not to hark on him. But if you get rid of Westbrook and you have the perfect team, you put the perfect team around Harden and Dan Tony's the coach. He should average fifty points. So I agree with you guys. Like the stuff that annoyed me was the fact that he's definitely like twenty kg overweight. Or oh, twenty kg might be that might be harsh, but he's not looking in good shape at all. And his behaviour and Body language sort of backs that up. Just his his record in the playoffs now is looking pretty dismal, and that he will always have two thousand and was it seventeen when they took the um the the Warriors, one of the greatest teams of all time, to to seven games, and Chris Paul got injured. But then he had last year, this year, um, the year before that, and the year before that, all the way back to two thousand and twelve, where he was good up until the finals. And you got to go. Um, I'm tired of celebrating James Harden and Russell Westbrook in the regular season for the amazing things they do, and then just in the finals going, oh, well, they were injured or they were not, something wasn't quite right. You know, like, I, I feel like Harden needs needs a bit of that bright, bright light that's all being shone towards Westbrook at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree, Paul. I would say, like, well, yeah, I, I definitely think Harden deserves blame, but... You know, at least Harden's not shooting fifty percent on free throws. Like that's unacceptable. <laughs> I'm yeah. famously that... a bad free throw shooter, and I reckon I could shoot fifty percent on free throws in that series. I don't. I don't think you, could, Paul. I hate to say it, but I, I think you. I think you couldn't. With his, with how much hours he puts into basketball, you don't. Oh think well, no. Can... I'm assuming you're just walking in. Like I'm not assuming you've had a career of basketball to this point. Well, he has. He's had a whole life to get right, rid right. of that moment. And right. he's, so if the he's shot 5.2 a game, and he's shooting 50%. He's shooting 25% from three. It's fine It's fine to not be able to shoot, but don't play uh, 35 minutes a game and shoot 5.43s a game. Well, watching, the games, watching the games as well, I mean, I, I, I feel bad because I don't like Harden. I don't think Harden's great. I've hated him my whole life, but just I feel like I always have to be a little bit of a devil's advocate and just say a lot of the bad shots he did jack up were in the fourth quarter when the when the Rockets were desperate for some. You know, like he did he did shoot a lot of threes that he didn't want to shoot just because he was. And I mean, it's his fault for not being able to shoot threes, but like they leave him open occasionally. Yeah, don't be on the court. The shot clock. If you're, if what you say? Well, Westbrook, I don't I don't think he should have been on the court. One of the well, he almost wasn't on the court. Where um, one of the highlights of today's game, JT, I don't know if you saw this, where he got into a um, a verbal argument down twenty with um, Rajon Rondo's brother, the barber, the barber of the NBA bubble. Oh, you know you're on the way out. You wouldn't argue with a barber if you had any confidence you were winning. <laughs> and it was just a, um, an awkward yeah. scene for everyone involved. Rajon Rondo's brother was escorted from the venue. It wasn't too bad, but. Um, Pretty funny in the bubble where there's supposed to be no crowds, and um, 
Westbrook is getting into it with a heckler. LeBron also seemed not very happy about it, although maybe he's just annoyed he missed a free will they, throw. But, will um, they let him keep pretty funny? Here? Like if he's banned from attending NBA games, will you? <laughs> will he still be allowed to be the hairdresser? That's the huge box? repercussions. Huge repercussions for his business because the, the customer base is dwindling by the day. <laughs> yeah, true. That's why he. I'm surprised he wasn't hoping for a Rockets win to prolong the series, so he's got more heads to cut. Also, Rockets have a lot of um, braids and dreads, where um, like quite expensive haircuts. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh, well, Le- lead, whereas LeBron in like in like novelty hairstyles. Um, the fight, the the final humiliation, besides um, Russell Westbrook getting into a verbal verbal argument with um, the the NBA barber, was um, James Harden getting blocked from behind by Alex Caruso, um, going up for a a, a layup and um, Jeepers Creepers. It is amazing because I mean I mean you're saying that the Lakers um, role players are, are are better than what the Rockets had. They're still kind of not what you'd expect from a LeBron James championship team. Maybe it's what you'd expect from a Cleveland team. Pretty um, pretty loose, uh, rickety sort of support cast there. And it's just amazing to see Alex Caruso and especially Rajon Rondo seemingly playing like they're all-stars. It's crazy. I, I always had faith in Rondo. Did you actually? Nah, I'm pretty sure I said he was going to be like the death of the Lakers like two weeks ago. <laughs> I think there's still a good I chance still expect- he does become that. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, like you got to love at the end of um, was it game uh, four when he uh, he had a wide open layup and still threw an off the backboard oh lob God. to LeBron. So good. I couldn't believe that. Maybe now Westbrook's gone. He's gonna like Westbrook will say he will like get a private. He'll ring up Rondo and be like, "Hey, look, sorry for yelling at your brother." And um, by the way, you've got the mantle now. And he'll be like, "What? You know, you've got the mantle. Like, they're just a horrible chucker that dribbles it for twenty seconds and then like chucks up an awful shot." Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing: is that Rondo hasn't been a chucker in the last couple of games. He's been hitting threes and making layups. It's been like beautiful straight. No, because because we were all incredulous, right, when he came back. You know, again from a crazy injury. Like he was gone for like seven months. And he comes back and he got, gets injected into 25 minutes a game and they lose to the Rockets. And we're all like, um, these guys are idiots. And the next four games, he lights it up. And you're like, these guys are geniuses. Yep. Well, um, I'll, I'll eat my hat, I think, if he continues this way. Yeah, he d- surely. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be shocked too. Does anyone else have anything else on Rockers Lakers, Lakers before we move on to the death of the Raptors? I had one thing. Um, so were you surprised at that how uh, were you surprised that the Lakers sort of gave up or like you know revealed their true small ball lizard um, skin this early? <laughs> like I thought they'd try and keep the the um, facade going and uh, you know another couple of games, especially as they were up. Yeah, well, I, think it was like I must long, admit that I drank a, the Kool Aid and was like Rockets all day, baby. After game one like and even game plan. three, I was like they still had a chance. Sorry, Paul. I don't think it was a plan. I just think that they. they they had to do it and and did it like i don't think they it was like a thing they were like when we get to the the finals we'll unveil this uh, tactic oh uh, no i didn't mean it that way I just meant like protect anthony davis as long as possible because that's the real reason they do it right they're just trying to reduce the minutes of him like even even if he's got hide on a guy like pj tucker it'd be so tiring getting like or even trying to bet pj tucker down 10 times a game would be pretty tiring yeah, it's so interesting that, like, I love the narrative that he doesn't want to play the five, and it's like, 
there's literally basketball's almost positionless positionless now like what position is lebron playing half the time it's just like you're a basketball player on the court who cares what your name is technically on the score sheet but yeah but but then but anthony davis like doesn't want to play the five but if you define the five as the person who's who is the gonna take like the post position or the dunk spot and defend the biggest person on the other team. Yeah, like, but he doesn't want to do that. It's more the defense thing. But when the biggest person on the other team is PJ Tucker, who's six foot six yeah. and shooting threes in the corner, then it's not quite the same, is it? The shooting threes. PJ Tucker. Shit, no. He pushed me over. Why would he just literally just runs from corner to corner and just stands there waiting for the three shot? Doesn't he? Yeah, I guess. I just I could. He's see not driving or posting. That's for and, sure. And getting, I'd get wood burn on my knees. <laughs> Let's move now to uh, the other the other series. Um, R.I.P. to my Toronto Raptors. What a battle! What a season! They were one quarter away from advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals, but just. In the end, I think probably Boston was the better team and definitely in that fourth quarter was the better team. Yeah, it was uh, sad to see, but I don't just... The Raptors looked like one of the worst offensive teams in the playoffs, right? Like, it wasn't good. Do you think, though, that's the Raptors playing poorly or the Celtics having an elite defense in the same way the Lakers made the Rockets look offense look terrible? So I think column A, column B, and column C, which is again the the theory that the playoffs is just so fundamentally different, and you need yeah. like it's oh it's the old um the old logic or the old sort of common sense of the NBA right is that that's when you need a shot creator. Yeah, it's and some, but yeah, you go mate. No, sorry, I was just going to say I I really like that. You told me this last night. You were like I watched a um, three minute YouTube video by. Um, uh, the guy is it Myers from Golden Myers. State? Who do you watch? Yeah, 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 that's and, him. And Bob Myers, and he and he talked about how the the difference was. I haven't even seen this YouTube video yet, but I just was so inspired by your talk that they're different. They're different games, the playoffs and the regular season. And we all knew that to an extent. But what's so fascinating is the regular season of the NBA is like a clown show, right? There's multiple players averaging forty points a game. Um, scores run up into the hundred and thirties. It's like an all-star game or a Harlem Globetrotters game. And as soon as you get to the playoffs, the teams that are, are prospering, um, Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, and the Toronto Raptors are easily the best defensive teams. And just defense uh, has really um, come alive. Yep, it's nuts. I've got a game for you guys, actually, just while we're talking about the Raptors. Do you want to play it? Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to give you five players. And I want you to rank them in order of three-point percentage in the playoffs. Okay? Okay. In no particular order. Rajan Rondo. Okay, try and remember these names. Okay, I'm going to write them down. Okay, Rajan Rondo. And then Markeith Morris. That's yeah. that's the Lakers twin, just in case you're wondering. Pascal, yeah. Pascal Siakam, a.k.a. P-Skills. Yeah. Mark Gasol. Yeah. Daniel Daniel House. Oh man. Okay. I, um, so do, in we or, go in order from worst to best. From worst to best. Okay. Who you got for worst? I don't think I should worst play because I, I I was looking at the stats quite recently. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. I, just... would, 
I, I haven't look, looked at the stats, but I know almost certainly that um, Siakam was one of the worst three off uh, worst performances in, in in playoff history against the Celtics from three. So I'd say Siakam's the worst. Wrong. Who's but the worst? Now I'm not going to tell you until you can get. Okay. Oh, this is game. Okay. Well, are we saying Should... all playoffs or just the last series? Uh, I guess so... I, I looked by there. Okay, new rule. It's all playoffs, and you've just got to go five, four, three, two, one. And I'm just going to say, then I'll give you the real order. So you've got Pascal five. You've got Pascal five. Yeah, I got Pascal five. I'd say, um, uh, I'd say Mark Gasol four, Daniel House three, Markeith Morris two, Rondo one. I have no idea about Markeith Morris, but I know that um, he. Uh, he did. He had one game where he just came on and made three threes in a row and then left again. So I was like, just basing it on that. Right. So, um, Paul, you don't want to guess? Um, nah. Okay. Well, um, Paul, uh, guy, this was all constructed to teach you a lesson about Daniel House, my friend. But wow. here we go. Mark Gasol is the worst wow. at one shooting one eight five point one eight five, and then Pascal just marginally ahead at one point nine. Uh, what, yeah, yeah, I, had them, I had them at four and five, just the other way around. Westbrook, third worst, as Paul Wait, writes. Wait, was an option. Yeah. I, I, you had five. You had Rondo, Markeith, uh, yes, all right. Well, I'm just going to put Westbrook in there for the listless just to indicate how bad he is. <laughs> and then Rajon Rondo, at, and then Markeith Morris, and then yeah. my man, Daniel House, shooting a cool... Oh, actually, yeah, cool. Point three five eight. Also, what Good. what is impressive about that stat? None of those people are well regarded three point shooters. But all I'm saying is, you can't you take away the house factor. <laughs> the Rockets have got no chance. Yeah, well, Shivers, you you prove your point, but I mean, it's not the Rockets' fault. It was really Daniel House's fault that he did that stupid thing, right? Allegedly, I haven't seen any evidence. <laughs> Um, back to the back to the uh, Celtics though. I've always hated this team, and I must say they did look good. And iconic I really like play, but by, by um, your boy, who's that guy you guys love? The uh, Marcus flopper, Smart. Marcus Smart. I said Marcus, Marcus Smart blocking blocking uh, Norman Powell to to save the two point lead in the deaths of the game was quite an iconic play. And then Jason Tatum puts it away by getting an offensive rebound off a um, free throw again over Norman Powell. Norman Powell doesn't doesn't come off well in those last couple of seconds. Um, yeah, pretty pretty veteran plays from um, the Celtics to close it out there. Yeah, the Raptors. I feel like hard done by by the Raptors because I f- I feel like they I feel let down by how exposed they got like they were they didn't so- get that exposure they, they just ran the Celtics for seven games yeah but they were so lucky like that should have been that watching that series it should have been either a sweep or a gentleman sweep like they no, that's, they that's, won no that's crazy why because it because it wasn't y- yeah well it wasn't even close I mean the Raptors could it have won games incredibly too. close like no, they should they should have lost game three. They lost game one, game two. They should have lost game three. They would have been down three nil. Then I reckon maybe they get game four. Then they lose game five. I think they were. I think they were very lucky 
Like there was one like game six they should have lost. But Paul, yeah. could you not make the same could you not make the same argument, Paul, that they were like uh, you know, a Norman Powell layup or foul and some free throws away from winning game seven and advancing. Like, they're pretty close there. Yeah, but I don't even think... I, like, they were lucky to get to game seven. And I, and that was someone who predicted after they were down 2-0, I predicted them to win in seven. But they they just didn't have it at all. So let's put it this way. I think Paul's winning me over and it's making me reflect on when I was watching the games... It was more so when the Raptors were up, it was all more a case of apart from Lowry, everyone, everyone not named Lowry, you'd be like, "Wow, I did not expect that shot to go in. That's amazing." Whereas mm. the only reason when the Celtics got behind, you'd be like, "Oh, where they're missing the shot? I expected it to get in." Like it was more Celtics poor play than the Raptors good play, if that makes sense. This was a titanic defensive struggle. Like, both teams, I think, played amazing defense. And you've got to give some credit to the Raptors, like, elite defense for, like, containing the um, Celtics. And when the Celtics, I reckon, squash the heat, you'll be like, oh, man, the Celtics are quite good. Um, no, Raptors, I think, you know, I think the Celtics are good. But um, to me, like, Mark Gasol looks like he's got to retire. Like, he it's just shocking. looks... Like, I don't understand why he can't shoot threes anymore. He used to be able to shoot threes, couldn't he? Yeah, like, he looks me, absolutely toast. Him. I don't really know what the stats are, but I just remember thinking, like, just put Serge out for the whole game and just have Serge. Because Serge could shoot threes, it seemed. Well, at the end of the game, they didn't they didn't play either of those players. They went completely small ball, playing OG Ananobi yeah. at center, which was this crazy battle between him and um, Tice. Mm. But I thought um, a lot a, a lot of focus needs to go on um, Pascal Siakam, who was uh, yeah. really uh, locked down by excellent defense from Jalen Brown, and um, yeah. they actually the won Raptors, Game Six. But to me, to, to me, the Raptors, it's like during the regular season. So my theory was that the the Raptors were kind of coasting in the regular season, and we're going to prove everyone wrong come come this um, playoff time. But what I'm kind of seeing now is that they were so reliant on fast breaks. And, you know, in playoffs, obviously, the other team's going to be like, we're not going to let them fast break. And mm. that kind of exposed them as having no real... Like, their offense was basically shoot a tough sideways fadeaway three over the defender and That's try right. and hit it. Or, no, that's not, or that's not, just give that's it not to, what they planned to do. That's just what the Celtics made them do. Like sometimes no, defense no, no, but, dictates offense, nah, but, right? But, but, it seemed like they right. had they didn't have enough of a plan on offense at all. Like but, it was it was it was like going one on one. Well the Rockets at yeah, least but, have but he, Sorry? But you go, Paul. You go back. I don't know. Like well, the, yeah, they, they didn't really have anything either. They they lost as well. I don't know why we're using so, the Rockets so, as the. Um, no, no, but I'm just I'm just saying that like ended. sometimes great defense really stuffs up. Like the Celtics didn't look great on offense either. Like yeah. great defense sometimes so, makes offense look bad. So yeah, here's why Paul, Paul's up. right, and here's why you cannot. So one, yes, Gasol's easily toasted, but the difference is you cannot win if Freddie Van Fleet. Is your best penetrator like it's with Kyle Lowry shouldn't be expected to have to like penetrate and get to the rim 10 times a game there the difference with the two teams is say what you want about Westbrook he can beat his man he can create shots he can get to the rim same with Harden 
no one in the right, no one in the Raptors when and that the other team is a good defensive team and playing hard could get mm. any separation and or penetration. Mm. Well, you could argue that um, both Fred VanVleet and Lowry did that, and also um, Siakam. But I'm saying Low- I'm saying apart from I'm saying Low- Lowry obviously can do it. I just don't think it's sustainable. So, so I've watched the Raptors all season, and a huge part of their game is posting up Pascal Siakam, who absolutely feasts in the regular season and constantly draws double teams, and the Raptors have really good ball movement. And what was fascinating about this series that made it so compelling to watch, in my opinion, was that the Celtics just literally, no double teams pretty much, all man-to-man, straight up. Jalen Brown just defended um, Siakam and just completely shut him down and took him out of the series. Yeah. He couldn't but score it, on him one-on-one in games one, two, and three. That's what I'm saying, though. You he can't improved. Just, you can't just rely on Siakam just being able to dribble past his man and just lay it in, like in the playoffs. That's just no, no, no. You rely, on them, you rely on them regularly scoring so they can um, draw double teams in the same way the Rockets just rely on James Harden drawing double teams, you know? In the same way the Lakers rely on um, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You know, you create mismatches, you create movement. Yeah, but why would they double team him? I just don't understand it. In the same way the Celtics rely on um, the Raptors putting focus on Kimber Walker, which was kind of fascinating because Kimber Walker often didn't even seem like their main offensive threat. Yeah, but like... Now, I know you guys both love Marcus Smart. Holy shit, did he have a good series. Almost the MVP of the series. Him and Tatum... And Jalen Brown look absolutely um, uh, look absolutely awesome on both ends of the floor. Am I right? Yeah, big time. Hey, one more thing on just Pascal Siakam. Sorry, before I forget it, my, yeah. it's, only, it's only a minor gripe. But if you if you like nickname slash branding is P skills, <laughs> you should really learn to dribble. Yeah. Like, quite. <laughs> okay, but yeah, Marcus Smart's the man. He is he is a um, he is a, a a a Gumby sort of dribbler, and that was kind of like yeah, really. He he really also it was kind of sad to see Siakam like really lose his confidence. Um, Lowry today said that when they lost to the as the Raptors, they got upset by the um, Wizards. He listened to every piece of criticism and used that as fire to get better. Um, and Siakam, I guess, is in that kind of make or break position now, where this will either. Um, spur him onto bigger and better things. Where the Raptors do, besides besides their um, veterans, they do have quite a bright future ahead of them with a lot of good young talent. Um, or will this um, kind of be like uh, a big problem for him as other teams learn to defend him in the same way um, uh, the Celtics did? I think Paul's onto it though, and I think it's the same with the Bucks. And um, I think it's like quite a worrying thing for the NBA to try and sort out and it's exactly the conclusion I landed to that during the regular season people aren't really trying to defend that hard and are just jacking up shots they wouldn't take in the playoffs and so you get a whole lot of transition and fast break opportunities that just don't exist in the playoffs. You just get like Mm. inflated stats and teams that look amazing that just aren't going to be that good in the playoffs. I don't know what their solution is. But I I would argue that yeah the Raptors um, offense was poor but they were pretty good. Like they, you know, they fell down to the Celtics, who I think will be, you know, the Eastern Conference champions. Like it's like last year, it's like it's like um, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were pretty good, 
and could have gone to the NBA Finals and possibly beaten an injured Warriors team. But, you know, like they lose in a Game 7 to the Raptors and history has written that the Raptors are legends and the 76ers suck and they've, you know, got to fall apart. You know, like, do you not just think like a few balls breaking their way and we're going, wow, the Raptors are great and how shit were the Celtics? What a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I definitely don't. I'm not saying that it's like um, rip it or like burn it all down, although they probably will with the Raptors. But it's just, to me, the how amazing, how like, markedly different you have to play all the successes in the playoffs because of the style of play. JT, your partner loves the Raptors. What's her takeaway from the um from their defeat? Uh she's not happy. It's quite a dark mood in the house today. Here's my question. Um, who, who do we think was if you had to say who was the better coach? Mm, McNurse squats real low. Yeah, but I say, I just say based on like their offense and the shots they got, I go Boston. But um, Nick Nurse, coach of the year. It's but it's massive to take out Serge and Gasol, like the cornerstone of your team and the cornerstone of your defense, and just not play them at all for that, you know, that massive overtime game. Like even if that's that one thing alone gives, I don't know, I think that's quite a bit of, that's quite a courageous move. Yeah. Do you think, because I mean, I mean, the same criticism will go up against Giannis, the MVP. It is just ridiculous they don't just have the prize ceremony. As soon as the regular season ends, like the day after the last game, fly everyone to New York City and do a big ceremony to celebrate the champions of the regular season. So then you can move on to the playoffs and not have this weird award ceremony hanging over your head where Nick's, Nick Nerf's, um, you know, lost, lost, lost a game where coaching was a big part of it. And um, and now is still coach of the year kind of thing. Like and as we said, it's a different sport the regular season to the um, to the playoffs. Ooh, I, I don't think it's an issue for coach of the year, but it's embarrassing for the MVP. I think it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty awkward. And they should maybe hey maybe next time they have a playoff coach of the year. I thought the Raptors I thought the Raptors were pretty good. Um, I've never really liked season, MVP this... that much as an award. Like. The MVP, I'd be, I'd be interested to see how often the team with the MVP wins because I feel like it's it's not great. It wouldn't. Yeah, be well, it is. It, it, the problem is, it's just a regular season award, and we we've often had this debate of: is it the but player also, you most want to take with you into the playoffs, or is it the player yeah. who just had the best statistic but, regular season? And it normally goes to the player if, who has the best statistic regular season. If your team is, if one player is putting up crazy stats, I don't know if that's a, the best sign. Like so here's so here's here's an him. interesting question. If Giannis is not the MVP because he's you know limited and can be stopped as the Heat showed, who is the MVP who you would want to take into this playoffs now? King James, LeBron, Paul, yeah. who do you want? Uh, Russell Westbrook, Mister Triple Double. <laughs> no stats don't lie. Yeah, I don't know. I'd. Uh... Yeah, not sure. I'd have to think about it. I love Kawhi Leonard and would normally pick him in a heartbeat, but um, in the last couple of games, LeBron has been uh, has been heating up quite nicely, and you're like, oh, holy shit, are we looking at another run? And I just I just cannot wait for LA versus LA. Um, holy shivers, what a series that is going to be, uh, assuming the Clippers uh, wake uh, the hell up. Yeah. Two of the most hateable teams I think of. I love LeBron, but man, I hate the Lakers and I really hate the Clippers. Just yeah, rosters. Um, 
I agree. You, you, you got you. Okay, well, Paul, you, you're going to pick an MVP. Yeah, I'm. So I'm slightly confused what it what it means. So so, which if player I was, would you want to lead your team? If you could pick any player from the I'm, playoffs, so wait, I'm starting a new, a new franchise. I'm starting a new franchise. No, well, you just said the MVP was a trash award, and and I agreed because it's like it's like it doesn't stack up in the regular season because like it, it doesn't matter. You know, like Harden wins it and then goes and flops in the playoffs. Giannis wins it, goes flops in the playoffs. Who's yeah. the real MVP? The player that you want in the playoffs to take you to the finals, kind of thing this year. Yeah, I don't know. I I guess for me, Jimmy reason, Butler, Jimmy Buckets. Well, I love Jimmy Butler, one of my favorite players. But I guess the thing for me is like hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I prefer a team that's like got balance and so I, I'm just struggling to... In the Italian Serie A, they have an award that's like best team award. And it's like the most meaningless award possible because it just goes to the team that won. But is that yeah. what you're suggesting, yeah. Paul? Like just best no, all around team? No, I don't know. But I just think, I think, to to be on a great team, you would sacrifice stats, and well, that's quite limited, right? Be out of contention for yeah for MVP. Um, a lot of a, a lot of players a lot of players do that. Kawhi Leonard and maybe maybe Jason Tatum. I tell you what, he is. I mean, I've never been a fan of Jason Tatum. He's good. His beard creeps me out, but um, man, he is looking good at both ends of the floor. Um, uh, yeah, I love um, Mark Jackson pointing that out. He loves to go. Jason Tatum's a great offensive player, but did you know? And he's acting like this is like some sort of like groundbreaking research. He also plays the defensive end of the court. And you're like, thank you for the analysis, Mark Jackson, expert stuff. I love Mark Jackson. I wish he'd get another chance in the league. <laughs> who should he who, who should he coach? The Knicks? Anyone. Well, you know, think about it. Steph Curry, he had like real bad ankles, right? And then Mark Jackson blessed them and put that holy water on them. <laughs> Double MVP, yeah. baby. Hey, um, yeah. just on the MVP thing, just I just wanted to get in there. We're not the first people to have actually struggled with this, and there is another famous example of an MVP evolution. Mm. MVP uh, in the Bud series, most valuable primate. The next, the next one in the sequence was most vertical primate. Now that would apply to basketball as well, and would that be simpler? Just goes to the person with the highest vertical each year. <laughs> They should do that. I always wish the All Star Game would have um, fastest full court sprint and fastest uh, and the highest jump. I think that would be cool to find out who's like got the most springs and got the most pace. Cool, coolest guy as well. That would be. Uh, they should just do it more like a um, yearbook, you know, like a high school yearbook. Who, who would win? Who would win coolest guy though? Westbrook. Um, Westbrook no is way. the coolest guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is the coolest guy. He's. I, I'd say one of the least cool. Paul's uh, right now. Okay, who's the hottest guy? Oh, the Surge. It's got to be Surge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind Kuzma. I don't like Kuzma as a. I don't think he's very cool, but I, I think he's no. quite. It's hottest guy. No, no. You're, you're losing it. 
Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I just panicked there. I didn't know. I didn't know who to name another hot guy, so I just threw out a guy who's kind of wavy, and I, I retract that. I retract that was a mistake. Jalen, I've Brown. always had a yeah. Jalen Brown's cool and hot. Yeah. Jalen Brown's not hot. His beard nah. is like Whoa, he's not his good beard, beard is weird, and his his hairline is like the opposite of receding. It's like proceeding towards his eyebrows. I reckon yeah, Jalen like... Brown's almost a tri- triple threat on looks, cool and political. Agree. Yeah, definitely Jaylen cool. Brown. I definitely like him as a guy, but um, I don't think the other players would think he's that cool. Here's one. Here's a quite a um I think they a do wild card. Yeah, I think they think he's cool. Here's he's a wild like, card. He's hottest. like famously smart, and there's nothing cooler than being smart. If any kids are listening, <laughs> study up. If you want to be cool, stay in school. Nice. Inspirational. Yeah. Um, um, do we have do we have time for final thoughts or a magic mayhem or something like that? I don't have a lot for magic. Oh yeah, I'll go, okay. I'll talk about magic mayhem, I guess. Yeah, Is let's do time it. It's time. Right about, no, about I was that. doing it. Don't talk over. It's that time. Sorry. Right about that time for the stars to roll on out. This is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. Okay, it hurts me to say this, but I think it's time to trade Nick Vucevic, and here's why. Wow. His value will never be higher. He's coming off a good series against the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks. Opposed to last year where he had a bad series against the eventual champion uh, Toronto Raptors. And here's an underrated reason why, I think. So last year, he was being knocked, uh, he was being locked down by Marc Gasol. Uh, Marc Gasol really, you know, just locked him down, defended him hard. This year, he was essentially not being marked at all by Brooke Lopez, who instead would just sag right in and um, just defend the paint and leave Nick Vucevic open to do whatever he liked. And if anything, I actually think Vucevic probably should have scored more points and had almost better statistics. And therefore, I think we trade him now, not for any other reason other than his stock is up, possibly, and we could get something, get some young stuff back. Uh, or some picks or something. Um, yeah. Huge. Strongly JT, agree. You're a deputy Magic fan. You you totally agree. Yeah, I think the, I actually think the Magic blew it not trading him the last time his stock was up. Did when was his first All Star? Was that two seasons ago? Paul? That was last year. It was last, last year. Season, yeah. Man, trade it. Like to be honest, what, the reason I say trade it the most is from you know the photo of the Balkan boys dinner when he was eating double burger, you could tell that everyone had already had seconds and he was ordering another one. <laughs> he's not, he's not taking it I serious. Stand, I stand by my theory that he wasn't invited and he saw them and he joined them late or, or like maybe he was invited, but anyway, I'm sure he was like Hello? swimming and joined them late or something. That's my Paul's theory. Paul's gone rogue but for a second there. Here's the thing. JT, you still I there? Say, no, he, I can I hear Paul. He, I think he could be, um, oh, he's gone rogue for me. He could be, nice. Oh, can you hear me? <laughs> this is gone. <laughs> this is gone to shit. I I can hear everyone. But... Oh, are you back there? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you're back now. Cool. Sorry, my fault. Can, sorry, start where after JT talks. Start go back to where you were. The, the thing is, I think, um, 
Oh, the bit about the towel? The oh, yeah, the fact that he was straight from... Yeah, now this, I... that was the part I had the biggest issue with. Yeah, my theory is that he was, like, swimming in the pool or something and, and maybe wasn't invited to that dinner and then joined them late or something and ordered his food that they'd already eaten. But um, the thing is, I think he's got value. Like, a team would want him because he's a big man who can who can shoot threes. Uh, so it's not like I'm saying the Magic need to scam someone, but I'm just thinking get something back. I just can't I, figure I, out I totally who... Agree who yeah. and what we get. I've been playing around with a few things. Like for a second, for a while, I was like, Sacramento um, need to change things up um, and we could get Buddy healed. But then I did some digging into Buddy healed and I think maybe he's not good and we don't want him. And he's then, really highly paid as well healed, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we need to salary match anyway. But, um, hmm. and then... Uh, what was the the other one was better i think i had a better trade idea oh i had one idea that was like to the spurs so okay my, this was my, one of my big trades was vucevic and fournier and something else like maybe aminu to the spurs for an old lamarcus aldridge an old demar Derozan, and <laughs> this is probably is this crazy do you guys reckon and well it's um, it's pretty funny i like it like it's both all players that like you can't imagine anyone wanting, so why not? Like it, it matches, and um, yeah, I mean, our goal should really be to get young talent. I can't remember the end of that Spurs trade, but all I right, think I was, JT, I think I was DeRozan and Aldridge for um, those guys from the Magic. Who says no? Oh, I say no. <laughs> On behalf of who? On behalf okay. of the, the of the Magic fans, because then you've got a, you've got one guy that can shoot, and it's Nate. Well, you got Terrence Ross. Demar, can, can Demar Derozan shoot threes okay. now? In theory, no. but he won't. Oh, Steve Clifford will make it. Mid range, baby. Um, here's no. Here's what I'd do. I'd go Lamarcus Aldridge. So we're not. We don't even care about those guys. But just bring Aldridge and Derozan just for a bit of a laugh. But Calden Johnson is the target. He's tied in there. Wow. Get a young player with promise, and. Um, they've also got like a, a that Nigerian guy. With the like, Spurs. Yeah, I guess. I guess I should stick like, to few... targeting, targeting poorly run teams. I was trying to figure out yeah, something with the Wizards, but they they literally had nothing I wanted. Except I did discover a guy called like Garrison Matthews, I think, and I think he could be a gem. I, I think he barely played for them, but he um he's a free agent anyway. So I'm like. We don't even need to trade to get him. And I don't think he really played at all. But I want to see Garrison Matthews in a um, Magic uniform. And that's the end of Magic. Now, just to, just to stir the pot a little bit, JT, you made the huge call this week that you were losing faith in Markel Fultz. Sure, I, I don't want that public, but... <laughs> yeah, I just don't think... So, it's not so much that he can't shoot. It's just that he's not that good at the other things I was expecting him to be good at. Just doesn't seem to be that impactful. But, Paul, talk me off the ledge here, mate. It was a terrible matchup where the Bucks just do everything they can to take away the paint, a.k.a. Uh, Markel's bread and butter. So, essentially, Markel was showing up to every game and he was like, time to sit down and enjoy a nice piece of bread that's been buttered. 
and <laughs> Brooke Lopez and Giannis were like, uh, hey, mate, we're taking that bread and butter and we're taking it away from you. And as a result, also the mad, like, let's be honest, that was Magic B. Like, we had Gary Clark and uh, James Ennis. Yeah, the Magic and were under, uh, underhanded. Yeah. We were literally, okay, it's crazy who, when we, you think about who we were missing Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Al Farouk Aminu, uh, Mo Bamba, uh, even someone else. Yeah, you, who were, even, you were definitely, anyway, you were definitely un- underhanded. It was literally half the team was gone. And is Aminu a plus, Paul? Aminu is a plus. He's a plus. He was starting for Portland the year before, and a lot of people had a theory. I was reading online, people had a theory that one of the reasons the Blazers kind of struggled was they missed Aminu. True. He's good good, good uh, on D, I think, and can kind of shoot. Do you reckon Aminu's good enough to get Magic Player of the Week this week? No, no, he he hasn't played for so long. Oh, well, <laughs> mate, every week we have this argument. You, so many you've nominated people for Player of the Week who don't even who don't even play for the Magic. Like that's not part of the problem. Who's Player of the Week yeah. this week? Player of the Week. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a lot on social media. Oh, I know who. Okay, I haven't who? spoken about this. So you know how the Magic are the leading team in the league at um dropping fire ass tracks. Uh, in the yeah. music world, um, so more than any other team. So yet to play rookie, Chuma Okiki has joined them by dropping an album. Wow! Wow! So congrats Huge. to Chuma and check it out. I actually haven't listened yet. I kind of forgot. It's been out for a while now, but I forgot about it until right now. But Chuma it's hard Okiki. To keep track of all the music the Magic are releasing though, because like you need a huge Spotify playlist to fit all that heat in. Yeah. Um, yeah, for those of you unfamiliar, Aaron Gordon's dropped some fire tracks. Um, Wizzy Wandu's dropped an an absolute banger. Now Trumo Kiki's joined them. Um, yeah, I've got a trade. I've got a trade here, Paul. Okay. Um, how does this sound? Vucevic. Yeah. Okay. Traded to the Pelicans. Okay. For Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'd be keen. I love Drew Who Holiday. Says no. And the Pelicans uh, need... I think the Pelicans say no. But I don't think there's. A, I think there's no room for Drew. You need you need more shooting around. If you're going to play, if Zion can't play the five on defense, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. You're going to need to play him at small forward the next couple of years. You need to then have shooting all around him. Fooch, yeah. Okay. Fooch Zion pick and rolls. Yeah. Right. So Lonzo, JJ Redick at the two. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Zion. Zion. Vucevic Fooch. at the five. I don't hate it. No, I love Anything. it. Yeah. I can... let's, let's do it. Get on Reddit. Yeah. Mm. Let me ask this right now. Um, $1,000 um, to bet on the NBA championship today. Who are you putting that money on? I'm fine. I find it so hard. Like, I'm not even sure about Celtics heat. Yeah, and... I'm just... Just for fun, just throw someone yeah. out there, JT. Okay, I don't find it hard at all because there's only one man in the NBA with his eyes wide open, and that's Michael Porter Jr. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nugget, <laughs> nuggets for the title. No, 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 not allowed. Not allowed. I'm not accepting that bet. Who, who are you seriously putting your $1,000 on? Uh, Lakers, but I do think the Nuggets could pull off an upset. 
I, 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 I think Lakers now. I've picked Clippers all year, but Clippers are struggling to switch it on. And um, Lakers are switching it on. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I, hate, I don't want to see LeBron win. But, and, I, and I love Kawhi. But um, I think Lakers at this point are looking like the better team. Paul, you got? I'm still not sure, but I'm putting my money on the Eastern Conference. Wow. So Celtics still. or Heat? Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah. Um, and I'm putting, I'm sh- you know how like you can short, like on the big short, I don't really understand it, but they're like short stocks where they're like bidding against them or something. I'd like to put my money on yeah. the East, but or also I'd like to short the Lakers. Well, I like oh, okay. Love shorting. I don't really know. Ambitious. Understand See, I'd go the all, other way. But... I would, I would, short, I would short the East for sure. But um, Shivers, when you get to that finals, a team from the East has to be in it, and yeah, anyone could win, as proven mm. kind of by the Raptors last year. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Um, I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. I've always done it. Always will do it. Uh, nuggets for the title. Shout out to Michael Porter well, he, Jr. You didn't let him do it. Oh uh, yeah, right. yeah. I was. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't want to do it now. I had, yeah. I had such a good one. Now I know where how Paul feels. Was this is this what happened to you, Paul? And then you stopped doing it. I don't know. I don't know what I. Did just, you ever do I was, it? I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do it. And I don't know. If, if anyone goes back it. to listen, they can find out. Anyway, I've been Guy Williams. Um, see you later. And okay. Goodbye. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.